Morning. How's everybody doing? Good. All right. Uh, welcome to Renovation Church. Uh, my name is David Soren. I am the uh, lead pastor here. You know, we are starting a, a brand new teaching series this morning called Overwhelmed, dealing with stress, fear, and anxiety. Now, it, it doesn't really matter uh, what study you read nowadays. Uh, we are a, a stressed out people. In fact, uh, one study I read this week said this is the most stressed Americans have been since World War II, which is, which is crazy because it's legitimate if you're stressed out during World War II, right? We, we're stressed out. Uh, there's no shortage of things to be stressed out about. Let me, let me give you some of the most common things that Americans say that they're stressed out about in 2018. Uh, we are stressed about money and how we'd like some more of it, <laughs> how, how we need some more of it by like Friday, right? <laughs> we're stressed about relationships, right? Maybe it's a marriage drifting apart. Maybe there's just a friendship conflict in your life. Maybe you have an overbearing mother-in-law, right? Maybe you're just stressed about a relationship that could fall apart. And really the stress is what other people might think of you if it does fall apart. Uh, We're stressed about work and how it just feels pointless at times. Uh, Or how no thanks to technology, your boss can demand something of you. It feels like 24-7. 24-7. We're stressed about school. We're stressed about our health, our guilt, our kids, right? We're stressed about our parents, our super messy house, right? And a lot of us are just plain stressed that we have too much to do and too many people to make happy. Now, stress is a bit different than fear or anxiety, although they're all sort of closely related, and there's a lot of overlap between the three of them. In general, a fear is a response to an immediate or a known threat. Anxiety is a lot like fear, but anxiety is a response to the, not an immediate known threat, but the possibility that something might happen in the future. And then stress is this mental or emotional, sometimes it's even physical, it's this tension that you feel that's a result of your demanding circumstances. So stress can even be something that you feel as a result of fear or anxiety. Now, stress actually isn't always bad. Like, let's say you're supposed to have something finished by uh, 9 o'clock tonight. And let's say you know it's going to take you about 30 minutes. And you look at the clock tonight, and it says 8.40. And you go, ah. What's that? What's, what do you feel? You feel stress, right? Except stress can actually be a helpful temporary feeling in the short term, right? Because it can help you work faster. Uh, it can help you prioritize and make decisions because now you have a deadline you have to meet. The problem is for most of us, stress becomes more than a lingering feel. It, more than just a short-term feeling, it becomes a lingering feeling. It's something that doesn't go away. And see, when we're stressed and we feel tense physically, emotionally, even verbally. It just makes us worse at just about everything we do. Uh, For example, in my own life, I've long felt that there is a massive correlation between stress and my ability to parent. Now, I get it. You're a perfect parent. Good for you, right? But, But I'm not. And so when I'm stressed about something that's happening at church, you guys just stress me out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm stressed about something that happens at church or in my life or whatever. I, I just know that I am 10 times more likely just to snap at my kids for no reason. Right? They'll come up to me and say, Oh, Daddy, can we have a snack? And I'll say, Yeah, why are you even asking me right now? 
you know, they're going to look at each other like, what's, what's gotten into dad, right? And it has nothing to do with them. But I'm just feeling stress, right? And it has adverse effects, not just for me, but for everybody else around me. And unfortunately, for too many of us, this is kind of the story of our lives. We're walking around just tense with stress because of what's happening. But see, it doesn't have to be the story of your life. Jesus offers you a different way. So I want to spend our time this morning studying just three sentences from Jesus. But three sentences with three steps about how dealing with stress in a different way could actually drastically change how you handle stress in your life. Uh, If you want to follow along with the words of Jesus this morning, uh, there's a Bible under every chair. We're going to be on uh, page 792 uh, this morning. Uh, Or you can use the Renovation Church app. You just tap Bible and weekly verses, and you can follow along there as well. Now, what you're going to notice in a second is that Jesus acknowledges that life in this world can indeed be stressful. He just wants you to be able to change how you deal with it. So this is page 792. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 11, and we're going to start at uh, verse 28. Here's what he says. Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is is easy, and my burden is light. All right, let's, let's, let's just break this passage down. It starts with three simple words that are really important. He just says, come to me, come to me. Right, this is step one. And step one is, if you want to do this differently, you've got to put your trust in God. Now, I know some of you are doing that for the first time. Last week, you know, maybe seven days ago, eight days ago, you stood up and you gave your life to Christ for the very first time. And yet this week, this past week, you felt different, and yet you probably still had some stress, right? And so part of this journey is learning how to come to Jesus with what's happening in your life, which is why it's important to come back every week and keep learning about that process. This is week two of the three-week challenge. Keep keep coming and keep trusting in God. Now, for others of you in this room, you've been a, a Christ follower for a while, but in honesty, you're not actually coming to Jesus with your stress. You're carrying your own load. You see, the first step of just coming to Jesus with this is so important because you're going to see today that Jesus' method for dealing with stress is radically different than the world's method to deal with stress. So what's the, what's, what is the world, how does the world say to deal with stress? Even some of the most uh, well-respected secular publications like uh, the American Psychological Association, or even if you were just go to Google and say, how do I deal with my stress, right? One of the first things you'll see is uh, WebMD, right? These are things that people would click on. Like, okay, that's not some mom's blog in Arkansas. You know, I'll, I'll click on that and I'll, I'll find out what it says. All of those sites primarily focus their stress management in the physical realm. And so they'll say things like, if you want to manage your stress, you need to eat healthier. You need to exercise more. You need to sleep more. And that's nice, right? And that's sure, that will make somewhat of a difference. But listen to me. If your marriage is absolutely falling apart, and one of you is even beginning to mention the divorce word, you're not going to go up to your spouse and say, honey, listen, I started to eat asparagus again. And last night, I slept 7.5 hours. 
So baby, let's stay together forever. Because asparagus has changed. It's ridiculous, right? Now, it might, it might make some sort of difference in your life, but it's not actually going to change anything. And see, most pop culture advice for managing stress isn't really any better. Uh, most of the recommendations read something like this. And so if you, you keep going in Google and you're looking, how do I manage stress? Most of what we see are ideas like this. Just work on your deep breathing. Uh, watch a sunset. Take a hike in the woods. Go outside and blow bubbles. Listen to the sound of a cat purring. Right? Now listen to me. This is not ultimately how you deal with stress. All of those things could help you, I suppose, temporarily in dealing with your stress. Right? Perhaps for a moment, perhaps for the day, but it doesn't deal with anything long term. If you've just been told that your child is really struggling at school, right? or you've just been told that your father has cancer, or, or you've just been told that you might lose your position at work, listening to the sound of a cat purring while you watch a sunset, I suppose might be nice for 20 minutes, right? I, I think it's questionable, actually. But listen, it, what is it? What, 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 what is that? What are they recommending? Which, what they're actually recommending is actually just a distraction. It's actually not really all that better than all of the bad ideas that you and I have for dealing with stress, like having a few too many or finishing off a pint of ice cream, right? I suppose there are less consequences to watching a sunset, but honestly, 95% of all the modern-day advice for dealing with stress isn't actually a solution. It's just a distraction, right? Yes, okay, your stress is going to go down while you do some deep breathing, until after those 60 seconds are over and you remember again while you're stre- why you're stressed out in the first place. You see, a lot of the world's answers don't work because our stress actually comes from a deeper place than that. And so there's a couple of really important questions I want you to ask yourself this morning. The first question is this, and maybe you're already asking yourself this, where is it in my life that I am stressed out right now? And if you're not stressed out right now, A, good for you, right? But secondly, where are you usually stressed out? And then here, I think, is maybe the most important question for you today, and it's this. Where does my stress actually come from? See, this is a question that Americans usually don't actually ask. And if you don't ask them, you're just going to treat the surface issues, right? You're going to say, oh, I'm so stressed out right now. Why are you stressed? Well, because I I, I work part-time. I've got three little kids. I serve at at church. I I clean the house. I do the laundry. I I volunteer. I volunteer for this, and I do this. Okay, but why? Where's your stress coming from? You see, a lot of us, I feel like we're surrounded like, do you not understand the words that are coming out of my mouth right now? Because did you not just hear the list that I gave? Okay, Okay, but ask the deeper question. So you take on too many things. Why? Why do you take on too many things? See, most of us just stop that I'm stressed because I'm doing too many. Okay, but why do you take on too many things? If you don't ask that question, you're just going to continue with just general worldly advice. Someone will come up to you and say, hey, looks like you got too much on your plate, so why don't you just bring some life balance to, to your life? And that's okay. That's good advice. Go ahead. Cut one of them out. Just not the one where you volunteer at church, right? You, you, you cut one of them out, and you'll, you'll feel better, but I will guarantee you that in less than six months, you'll have too much on your plate again. 
and you'll be stressed out because you haven't addressed the deeper question. Why do you always take on too many things? Is it because you just want to show everyone how productive you are? Is it because you're afraid of what people might think of you if you just told them no? Where's the stress actually coming from? See, we're getting closer to that now. Stress isn't just our feelings of busyness of being overwhelmed. Stress is typically driven by a misplaced worldview, a misplaced idea of truth and how the world really works. So let me give you some more examples of this. Uh, we, we work so hard, some of us at school or at work, and we stress ourselves out. But where the stress is really coming from, for example, uh, might be your just innate desire to just really want to please people. And so you're working so hard at school or so hard at work, because really deep down inside, what you want is just for your parents. This could be, you could be 40 years old and still be thinking this. For your parents, maybe for your boss, just come up to you and say, you know what? I am so, I'm so proud of you. And that's the thing that's really driving us. For some of us, we, feel, we just fear the opposite, right? We feel like if I don't just keep working, 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 all these hours at work, then my boss or somebody's going to come up to me and say, you call that a proposal? This is junk, right? And so we just stress, stress, stress. And see, the true weight of our stress is actually our faulty worldview that says, what other people say about me is what matters the most. And that creates stress. Or we're stressed out about how the money's going to work out. Or how the relationship is going to work out. Or how our kids are going to turn out. And not only are we stressed about what people might think if they don't, if these things don't work out, right? That's faulty worldview number one. But we're also doubly stressed out because we believe that we are the only person that can fix it. Just faulty worldview number two. And see, our idea of, of truth and how the world works, that's what's actually creating stress in our lives. But see, Jesus offers you a different way, a way of rest, a way of a whole lot less stress. Look at verse 29 again. He says, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So Jesus starts by telling you, firstly, come to me, and then he says, take my yoke upon you. Now, a yoke, which you may not be familiar with because you live in the suburbs in the 21st century, but a, a yoke was basically this device that connected two oxen so they could work together, carry the load together as a, as a team. And what Jesus is saying you, to you this morning is, come under my yoke with me. Be linked together with me. What's different about his yoke? Look at verse 30 again. He says, for my yoke is easy. My burden is light. See, here's the massive difference between how we usually live and if you're yoked together with Jesus. And just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you're actually doing this, that you're actually yoking yourself to Jesus right now. See, the difference is, without Jesus, it's just you walking around under your own yoke under your own stress. Now, I wanted to buy a yoke, but it's hard to find a yoke in the suburbs. Um, not even Fleet Farm, right? <laughs> yoke. And so I just I got this piece of wood. It's close enough, right? You get the idea. And so let me, let me ask you this question. What, what is it like if you are actually carrying around your own stress every day on your back? It's just you. 
This is how most of us live. We're just walking around going, oh, man, how's this going to work out? I just don't know how I'm going to fix this. And this is just going wrong. And if I don't just work harder, it's never going to work out. And I can't, what are people going to think of me? And if they just find out, if they just, and we're just, we're just dying under the yoke, under the weight of this. By the way, let me ask you a question. How heavy do you think this is? Maybe that's not even the best question. Maybe the best question is not how heavy would this be on a scale, but how hard would it be for me to carry this over time? Like, how hard is it for me to carry this for 10 minutes? How hard would it be for me to carry this for 10 hours? How hard would it be for me to carry this on my back for 10 days? See, the longer that I carry the stress on my back, the heavier it becomes. Your stress is the same way. You carry it for a moment, you might be all right. You carry it for a long part of your day, that's painful. You carry stress on your own back day after day after day that will break you down. But what if you had someone bigger than you, stronger than you, to be yoked with? I asked my friend from our church, Jason Ackerman, to come on stage. Now, Jason's a great guy, but here's what you need to know about Jason. He's 6'5". And so, so let's say Jason and I yoke ourselves together, right? What you begin to see is, it's just, I'm actually not carrying that much weight, right? When you're with someone bigger and stronger, look at the difference in your life. Right, you're incredible, thank you. <laughs> and see, this is, what, this is what I want you to understand about carrying stress. This is what Jesus is telling you this morning. He's saying, come to me. Just come to me. Bring me your pain. Bring me your burdens. Bring me your stress. He literally says in his word, take my yoke upon you. Step one, come to him. Step two, get under his yoke. Because it's easy. It's light. He is so much bigger than you. He is so much stronger than you. Will you begin to just give him your burdens? Lord, I know you got this. I know, I, 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 just, I just give this to you. Will you begin to let him carry the weight of your stress? You see, he won't just carry it for you. He'll actually begin to reframe your life. Uh, look one more time at verse 29. There's just so much in the word. He says this, take my yoke upon me, upon you, and then what are you doing when you're under the yoke? He says, and then learn from me. So, so one, you come to him. Two, you get under his yoke. Three, while you're there, you learn from him. You let him reorient your life and what life is about. And see, this is the real antidote to stress. It's not sunset. It's not purring cats. The real antidote to stress is learning and walking out the ways of Jesus. Okay, so watch the difference now. Let's go back through some of those stressors, and let's rethink them through the lens of walking with Jesus Christ. So it's no longer, if I run out of money, I'm nothing. I'm a failure. Uh Uh-uh. Now it's, if I run out of money, well, I guess I'm still walking next to the king of the universe. It's not, if I run out of money, I'm a failure. It's, if I run out of money, then no worries. Jesus assures me I'll be quite wealthy in heaven, right? And it's quite longer. It's not, if I run out of money, I'm a failure. It's, Jesus tells me, I don't need to worry about the future. I just need to trust in him. Everything, everything is going to be okay. He takes care of the sparrows, the flowers of the field. I just need to trust 
in him. See, walking next to Jesus, living out his ways, it's the antidote to stress. It's no longer if I fail this test, if I screw up at work, then I'm just an absolute failure. It's if I fail this test, I'm not going to try to. If I fail this test, if I screw up at work, well, then I'm still loved by God's son. And he happens to think that I'm quite special. So it doesn't really matter what my parents think or what my boss thinks. It matters what he thinks. You see this? You're reorienting. You're learning new ways that aren't actually creating the weight of stress on you. It's no longer, I I can't fix, what if I don't fix my marriage? What if I don't fix my child? What are people going to say about me? It's, 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 Lord, if I'm walking next to you, and by the way, you look a whole lot bigger than me. So why am I carrying this stress? You know what? New deal. New deal. You carry the weight and I'll just walk. See, that's what you need to say to Jesus this morning. New deal. We're just starting right now this week, doing it differently. You carry the weight. You, you, you carry the weight. I trust in you for this. I'll just walk with you. I just believe that most Americans are stressed because they don't have the right worldview. They're approaching life, honestly, like they're God. Like they need to be perfect. Like they are responsible for fixing everything. And I'm sorry, but those things just aren't true. And if you live life that way, it will lead you to feeling absolutely overwhelmed. Because it's overwhelming trying to live like you're God when you're not God. You're just going to see an amazing difference in your life. When you come to Jesus, you get under his yoke and you start living out his ways. So in every circumstance you face, one of the questions you ask yourself is, am I treating this like I'm God? Or am I treating this like he's God? And it's not just about learning his ways. You've got to live them out. Because there are a number of you in this room that the idea of learning his ways, that you're not in control, that his love for you is the most important thing, some of you, you already know that. You know that intellectually. But in actuality, you're not living it out right now in your life. You're just not. And that's why you're stressed out. You know it, but you, you don't really know it. You're not living under his yoke. You're walking by yourself, putting it on your back. He is with you. Start living like it. So I, just, I want you to think of one or two actual areas in your life where you're stressed right now. Start asking yourself, okay, what's underneath it? Where is it coming from? Is it just heavy because I'm trying to do it by myself? Is it just heavy because I feel like I've got to impress everyone or I've got to be perfect or I've got to control how it works out? I want you to take that one area this week and I want you to begin surrendering those burdens to God. In fact, one of the things I want you to do visually is when you feel that stress and you're thinking about that project or you're thinking about that family member, I want you to just literally picture Jesus in the yoke with you. And I want you to just picture him looking back at you saying, I got this. Okay? Just settle down. I got this. You just keep walking. You just trust me. Just trust me. And remember, Jesus isn't saying that, hey, if you come to me, I'm going to give you a lifetime of vacations, naps, and 
a trial-free life. That's not what Scripture says. Elsewhere, he says this. Jesus says in John chapter 16, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. Remember the wise man, Matthew 7, who built his house on the rock. He didn't avoid the storm. It's just that the weight of the storm no longer crushed his life. See, if you're a believer in here today, you believe in Jesus Christ, remember that he has forgiven you. He's wiped the slate clean. He has saved you from hell. He's walking with you right now. And so you tell whatever's been bringing you down in life that there's a new sheriff in town. And by the way, it's not you. See, this isn't some silly worldly advice where I'm telling you to just look in the mirror every day and say, I am powerful, I am beautiful, I am awesome, hear me roar, right? Just, just, you're not that special. You're just not. But he is, and he's walking with you. And you can trust him if you're going, I don't know, I don't know if I could really give my burdens, give my stress up to him. You can trust him. You can trust him to carry your stress. Because let me tell you, long ago, 2,000 years ago, Jesus carried another piece of wood on his back. Two of them nailed together. And he carried all of your sin. And he took the punishment for it, forgiving you of your sin by your faith. And listen to me. If he can carry the weight of the world's sins on his back, he can carry the weight of your stress. So just trust him. Let me pray. God, we pray that we would be a people that could just lift our burdens up to you, lift our stress up to you. I pray, God, for every person in this room that you just teach them this week how to do that. You show them practical ways and that they would just feel the difference of the weight being removed off of their lives, God. I just, I, we just want to see you move in our lives this weekend. We trust you. We believe that you can. It's in your name we pray. Amen.